It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. Here on December 11th, 2023. It is Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here as well. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. It is uh, very crowded here at the South Point right now with the rodeo going. It is. A lot of, a lot of cowboy hats. Uh, at some point, I, I, I feel like I have to invest in a cowboy hat. boots, something. Uh, definitely not boots. I, I, I know for at least for me, um, well, I wore, I wore cowboy boots one time. It was not comfortable. Not doing that again. Not doing it again. Not doing that again, especially with, with uh, everything. With just, even just walking around. Like, I, I, no, no, no thanks. But the hat? Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. I, I, those things are expensive, those hats, by the, the way. The black ones that Chris Andrews and them are wearing, those are very nice cowboy hats. Oh, they're incredibly nice. Yeah. They're worth every penny. Uh, rodeo here. Again, it's, it's just walking through, walking through today, just coming over to the studio. Every table is packed. Oh, Ann and, I two, Ann and I went to get food between shows, and we could barely find a spot. Two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Two o'clock in the afternoon. There's not a seat to be had at the table right now. It just shows how packed it is. And the incredible business here at the South Point during the rodeo. I'm really at all times of the year. Packed house yesterday for the NFL games. Boy, I, 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 before we get into tonight, yesterday was one of the weirder NFL days that I can remember. Um, just just going through game by game here. And I mean, you know, it probably should have been a telltale sign when the Patriots and the Steelers go over the total in the first half that we're in for a weird week. Yeah. Right. But Zach Wilson was arguably the second best quarterback of the day yesterday. Jake Browning was arguably the best quarterback again for the second consecutive week. Uh, Joe Flacco is the best quarterback the Browns have had all year. Um, just the fourth walk-off punt return in NFL history happened yesterday, which also kind of amazing that two of the four have happened in the same season because Xavier Gibson in week one for the Jets against Buffalo. Now Tylen Wallace yesterday walking it off against the Rams for the Ravens. Uh, a three nothing game, which is still a shame that it didn't end in nothing nothing. Um, and everyone talking about a clearly correct call by the refs against the Chiefs. Uh, still uh, with Kadarius Tony uh, lined up uh, at least a foot offside, uh, wiping out what, in all honesty, <laughs> would have been one of the best plays we've ever seen yes. in oh league history gosh. if that thing had held up without the penalty. And then, of course, the nightcap, Dallas just stomping Philadelphia, which, in all honesty, both of us on the desk saw it coming. Yes, we did. Um, you were on Cowboys minus three and a half. I was on Cowboys team total. Those are both winners, Alex. I want to let you gloat a little bit more. Your Jets had 30 points. That was only three <laughs> points less than the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I mean, bravo. When the season's over, finally come out and, and have a real offensive effort. Uh, I mean, it legitimately is like a month's worth of points for the Jets, the way things have gone. So I did hear one of um, one of the Jets players said he was talking to Wilson before the game and Zach Wilson has made a comment like, I'm going out there like I have nothing to lose because I don't. What are they going to do, bench me again? <laughs> yeah. So he played great. Great second half for him. Do you think we can see that again moving forward? Maybe one of these last few games, not consistent. I mean, it's the same sort of thing. It was the best game he's ever had at the pro. Uh, also, by the way, for Houston, out of that game, we yes. can go there. By the way, if you had the under in that game, take a lap, unless if you got it at the beginning of the week at 37. No points at halftime. 36 second half such points a bad beat. involving the worst offense, arguably in the NFL, uh, putting 30 on your head in order to get that game over the total. 
Uh, yikes. Another bad beat is if you had the Jags plus three and a half going for a two-point conversion when they're down four and they don't get it. Yeah, it's not not great. I, I Again, there was uh, Seth Walder, who I respect at ESPN, uh, put the, the numbers behind that. And we saw Peterson, remember, did this in the playoff game a year ago against the Chargers, and it worked out because they got the two and ended up being able to just kick the game-winning field goal at the end of the game against the Chargers last year, which kind of makes sense that something like that would work against the Chargers. But, you know, uh, yeah, it was a brutal, uh, that was a bad beat if you had that. Uh, Atlanta, don't even want to mention them. Don't even want to mention the Falcons. The entire NFC South, except for Carolina's at 6-7 and seven right now. Tampa Bay, if the playoffs started today, would host the Philadelphia Eagles in the, in the first round, which is just totally... And patently ridiculous. But hey, uh, the NFC South at Division Two, apparently. Uh, division in, in quotes. But uh, Niners comfortable. Even though Seahawks played, I thought, pretty well covered most. Uh, basically, all the late numbers got there pretty easily. Uh, Niners just too much in the end of that. Purdy, you know, going into today, Brock Purdy still the MVP favorite. Based off his performance yesterday, I don't have a problem with him being the favorite. I still would vote for Tyreek Hill if I had a vote going into tonight. Uh, and there's no reason to think Tyree Kill won't have a big night tonight against Tennessee. Absolutely. Aren't, some books have Dak Prescott right there yeah, with him, right? Yeah, it's a 50-50 split. Okay. Yeah. Some have Dak as like one book one book at Dak 3-1 to one and, and Purdy plus 350. You're splitting hairs at that yeah. point. The other book had that reversed. One other book had him at both at plus 325. Like, you're pretty even right now. I would, again, I would, my vote, as I've told, as I've told you on the air, I would... Tyreek Hill would be number one going into tonight. Uh, McCaffrey would be number two. And then I don't care what order you do with Dak and, and Purdy. But unlike Purdy, who, look, the Niners are rested away. And I know it's a little more recappy than usual today, but I think yesterday's zaniness warrants this discussion. But so the Niners have the Cardinals this week. They're humongous road favorites. They're two touchdowns on the road. They played Baltimore in the last game on Christmas night, which, by the way, could be one seed versus one seed going into that game. Uh, the Commanders, okay, they're going to put a lot of points on Washington. And then the Rams, where the Rams might need the game, but the Niners are probably going to need the game in order to hold on to that one seed. If Philadelphia beats the Seahawks, the Eagles are now losing another game in the regular season with the Giants twice in Arizona. One. So they're going to be big favorites in those three games, as we know. But that Christmas game, Alan, where everyone's going to be watching. It's the prime time, 8-15 Eastern kick. It can be one seed versus one seed. If Baltimore wins next week in Jacksonville and still has the number one seed in the AFC going into that game, Lamar Jackson's probably going to keep moving up in the MVP race. I think he's just at, I think he's number five right now, but big game on a Sunday night in front of everyone against, on Jacksonville on, on Sunday. He's going to move up. That could be one of those MVP bowls we're talking about on that Monday night, Christmas night, Purdy against Jackson. And if one of those two dudes plays a great game and their team wins, they're probably going to be number one in the in the uh, in the odds heading into the final two weeks of the season. Absolutely, just looking ahead that's on a, that. Yeah, that's a great game. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, well, you know what? The other two Christmas games are total clunkers on paper right now. The Raiders play the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have all their problems right now. I I will say this on the whole Kansas City Kadarius Tony thing. And for people that have listened 
to me this whole year. The fact that I'm defending the refs in a call that went uh, for Buffalo just shows how yes. correct the call was. And the way that the Chiefs have been whining after this whole thing went down, it just shows to me that you're done. Your season's over. Once you get broken by that, where, look, I, I know it's a rare call before. There's a point of emphasis, though, this year. Last year, they called two of those offensive offsides all year. There were 12 this year. Yeah. There was three yesterday, including one on the Eagles on a tush push last night. So, it, yeah, at least, look, I get it if it's one thing. If it's like you're splitting hairs and it was close, 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 and, and they threw the flag on a ticky-tack. And initially, we initially you and I were watching a game in here together, and I said, "Oh, that's pretty ticky tack." And then they showed the replay, <laughs> and Kadarius Tony's helmet is legitimately a foot and a half right. in the new uh, beyond the neutral zone. So forget it in the neutral zone, so, but beyond it, it's like, all right, well, you uh, you deserve to have that call, dude, and wiped out what would have been the best play of the NFL season, and maybe even one of the best and for a Chiefs run where this team has won multiple titles. Maybe even one of the best runs that they, uh, one of the best plays that we've seen from them. Absolutely. And then we saw Rashad, Rasheed Rice come out and have a great game, thinking maybe they have their wide receiver position figured out a little bit. But man, Kansas City still has so many problems. The Bills do too, though. I mean, they get that win, but to give up as many points as they did to the Chiefs and let them hang in that game after they started so hot in that first half, that just worries me for them moving uh, forward. All I'll say is because I just, we, don't worry, we'll get the Monday night games. Don't worry, everyone. Uh, Steffi Small's with us in a few moments. But Buffalo-Dallas is one of the most interesting, it's the most interesting game next week, period. It is. And the way it's been bet early is interesting to me as well, where I thought, just eyeballing it, it should be a pick. In Buffalo, should be a pick, where I think Dallas is, Better than Buffalo at this point. I think they're, I think they're two points better than Buffalo at least personally, and yeah, I at least I'm going on the light end here. I'm okay. just going, I'm just walking ourselves through this here real quick. Buffalo just beat Kansas City in a game where they only needed 20 to win the game. That hasn't been the case in that rivalry over the years, as we know. But this open one and a half, it's two behind us. It's two and a half basically everywhere else. Now, I know there's a gigantic home road split with Dallas where they're arguably the best team in the NFL at home. And on the road, they're still a good team, but they're not, they're not the juggernaut they are at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. So that as we go through this week, and by the way, Dallas plays back-to-back -back road games against the top of the AFC East with Buffalo and Miami back-to-back. -back. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's, uh, but that's the, the one I'm going to be uh, monitoring the whole week. That's very tempting for me to just looking at it now. I have to adjust my numbers from this weekend after these two games tonight. But I know I had Dallas pretty high about for the last two or three weeks. I was happy to see them uh, win in the fashion that they did to kind of keep my number there. But looking at it, I was a little alarmed and like following them because I had them very close to the Niners. And I know some people said they have the Niners about five points better than anyone else. So I've had Dallas pretty high. I Two and a half for Buffalo. That's a lot of respect for the Bills right now. Yeah, again, the, I still think the, the Bills have been overrated in the market all year. That's what I've been hammering all year. And for most of the year, I've looked mostly right on that. And here we are. I mean, look, if the Bills beat the Cowboys this week, 
as a short home favorite, they're making the playoffs. I, I feel fairly confident at that point because then they're at the Chargers. Justin Herbert broke his broke his throwing index finger yesterday. By the way, you ready for Easton Stick and Aiden O'Connell on, on Thursday <laughs> night, guys? You ready for that? Uh, where I'd actually argue Easton Stick's the better quarterback in that in that game at this rate, but how O'Connell's hooked the last few weeks. Uh, then they put the Patriots, where the Patriots already beat them. It's a revenge game, and it's at home. That's not going to go well for New England yeah. in that spot. Uh, and then they put the Dolphins Week 18, where there is I, as ridiculous as this seems. And again, I'm I'm pushing this real quick. But there is a realistic scenario. Buffalo can still steal the division, as wild as that sounds, because Miami's last three games are Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. It's probably going to be, based off this number, Miami's going to be the smallest of favorites against Dallas in that game in Miami. I'm not sure if that's right. I think that should be a pick as well. Um, and then they're going to be a dog at Baltimore. And then there'll be a slight favorite at home against Buffalo week 18. Like that's, and again, this pains me saying this, but it's, it, it's not impossible that Buffalo finds a way to win out. And if they win out, they're going to have an opportunity to steal the division from Miami, which would be something I don't think anyone in the AFC wants to see because what would make Buffalo's path extraordinarily difficult would be having to go on the road for three games. Right. You give them a home game and possibly two home games with the way everyone else around them is very shaky. That's how you end up with a team that underachieved for more than half of the year playing in the Super Bowl here in Vegas. And that is alarming with Miami because everybody knows there are three losses to the Bills, the Eagles, and the Chiefs. So they've struggled against these elite level teams. So we'll see how they do down the final stretch here. Um, can we take a break real quick? Is that okay? So we'll take we'll take a break real quick. Uh, when we get back, we'll get into the Monday night games. Uh, when we return, Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the Poker Room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. Bingo! And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza, plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. 
Welcome back in. Sports by the Book is the show. South Point Studio here. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White alongside. Let's uh, let's get into these games tonight. Let's start in Miami. Dolphins and Titans. Alex White. Dolphins 13 and a half at the moment behind us. Total 45. Uh, this is pivoted all over the place from 13 to 14. I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I expected to see 14 and a half at some point, and we never got there. So pretty clear the buy point was the peak was 14. We're not going to get north of it unless if something funky happens in the last two minutes, two hours before kick here, but I'm not touching this, but I will say with that total coming down from 47 to 45, um, Miami at home this year. Now, granted, it's pretty funny where we say, oh, Miami hasn't beaten a good team yet. Miami has not played, at least at the time of them playing said teams, they've not played a reasonable team at home all year. They obviously put 70 on Denver. Denver in week three, very different than Denver right now, as we know. Denver amazingly only one game out of first place in the AFC West also. They beat the Giants, who Daniel Jones played in that game, but they were still working through a whole boatload of issues at that point and still are. The Panthers, who were the worst team in the NFL. The Patriots and the Raiders. Those are the teams they played at home. I At the time of playing the opponent, I did not mention a single reasonable team. And now they play the Titans tonight, who are also not a reasonable team this year. So, Alex, I like this total over 45. Now, the question on this is, are we going to get enough out of Tennessee in order to get there? Because my, I feel pretty good. The only game at home they've been held under 30 was that game against the Raiders where they, or they missed a field goal. They had a drive into the red zone that they got stopped on a fourth and two at the five-yard line. So they had their opportunities to get themselves into the 30s and just couldn't quite get there. So here's the question. If we're going to get over here, we probably need, we need at least 14 out of Tennessee in order to have a shot here. I think we can get that out of the Titans. So I like over more so than anything. It also would, the other reason too, that I'm not just laying the 13 and a half, that back door is always wide open with that big of a number in the NFL. Absolutely, it is. And you're right. Titans came out fast last week against the Colts. I think they scored 17 in that first half. And then they just gave that game away to Indianapolis. But I like, I like first half over. And it's, I have no problem with it that. It is 23 and a half. And the Dolphins are 9 and 2 to the over in the first half this season. They have the second most first half points at 17.8 and 20.8 at home. That's asking the Titans to do a little bit less here in this one. We keep talking about all these quarterbacks. You're talking about Tyreek Hill. He is having an outstanding season. But don't forget about Tua Tonga Bailoa. Third in passing yards, second in passing touchdowns, all why. While completing 70% of his passes. So he is having an outstanding year as well. And I think they'll get the job done here in Miami. Looking at the later game. Looking at the later game. The Giants and the Packers. We already talked about it earlier in the week. You and I are both already on Big Blue plus six and a half. But here's the question now, Alex. And I think I know your answer. Five and a half is the number now. We can't do anything here. With this at five and a half. But the only question I do have, do you dare try for that pregame middle and try to land this thing right on Green Bay by six? Ooh. Do you dare do it? I don't think I can get there. Would you? No. Okay. No, no I, 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 w I wouldn't. You're asking too much. 
uh, in order to do that. All right, joining us right now, you find her show on YouTube, the Steffi Small Show, of course. Uh, one of the more one of the more entertaining follows on Twitter at Steffi Smalls as well. It is by your name, Steffi Smalls, with us right now. Steph, pleasure to have you. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, Steph. Sometimes, sometimes in this business, you forget to do the 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 easy things, and that both of us forget, or at least I forgot to put my headphones on in order to hear you. So that's a brilliant <laughs> job right out of the gate right. by me. Thankfully for Alex, she was actually prepared. But uh, you know, perfect timing of getting you on here. You're a Giants fan. This has been obviously yeah. a, a rough go of it this year, but. At least the last few weeks have been a little bit fun with our with our guy Tommy DeVito, and here he is tonight getting the the start. His family's handed out chicken chicken cutlets in the MetLife Stadium parking lot. What's your what's your expectation tonight? Now, especially the betting market's betting the Giants down to five and a half. Yes, I, I've seen that now. I actually did. I normally don't take my New York Giants. I did take them when that number was there at six and a half. Five and a half, I'm going to stay a little bit away from here. I think at any point, and we know this when it comes to backup quarterbacks, they can come crashing back down to earth. I think that Green Bay's defense has looked very good. Makes me a little bit nervous because DeVito does like to take some sacks there. Uh, one in every four dropbacks, he's taking a sack. So, Five and a half, going to stay away from. My expectations are obviously low with this team, as they should be. But I think this defense is playing tougher than people realize, and they can put up a little bit of a fight. Steph, so in these last four weeks with Tommy DeVito completing 66% of his passes, he's done well. They've trusted him to throw the ball. We've seen a lot less of Saquon Barkley. And for a guy who had 10 touchdowns last season, he only has one this season. Do you think we could see that turn around, or do you kind of agree with the them going a little bit pass heavy. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think that Green Bay, too, isn't historically great against the run. If they want to stay in this game, I think you give the ball to Saquon, you give it to him early, and then you let DeVito take some of those deep shots downfield. Steph, just uh, just looking at uh, at the props in this game, because we, we know you're a big prop better, what have you gravitated towards for this one? Of course, we'll ask you on the second game in a little bit. But just on this giant Packer game, what props have you gravitated towards? Yeah, I actually like Jordan Love to throw an interception tonight at plus 100. That's been a little bit all over the place. I think it opened up there at plus 110. He has three straight games, no interception. But again, like I said about this New York Giants defense, they are tough. I think they're going to try to get Love to throw the ball. Uh, they have stacked up eight interceptions in the past three, so I think you're getting a nice number there on Jordan Love. And then you go over and look at uh, Dontavian Wicks. Starting to be a little bit popular of a choice here with Christian Watson out, but this is a guy that has sneakily gone over his longest reception for four straight games. Over 17 and a half minus 114, wouldn't argue if you take him, you can even take him to a player to record the longest reception of the game, plus 700. Uh, anytime touchdown, plus 310. So I like Dontavian Wicks. I'm staying away from his receiving yards just because it became a little bit too popular for my liking. You know, it's a, you bring up the Watson injury, and for, for Green Bay, who, look, Steph, the, the Packers are vaulting up the NFC standings right now. If the yeah. playoffs started today, they would be in. If they win, they'd be tied with Minnesota going in to the final four weeks of the season. And, you know, you, you mentioned that Jordan Love has played turnover-free football. Uh, this is a different dude that we've seen over the last month, and that's why, at least right now, I, I think the Packers are one of, are 
I, I think they're better than Detroit at the moment, the way the Lions have played the last month. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think, you know, it's interesting to see the Lions play the way that they have. Luckily for Goff, he's going to be in a dome the rest of the season. We know Goff likes to play well when he's in a dome, when he's faced with the elements. We don't see exactly the Goff that Lions fans like to see. But, you know, this NFC North, I just be weary of what ends up happening. The Packers' defense got hot at the right time. I like what they're doing. I actually still like Matt LaFleur to potentially be a Coach of the Year candidate. They started out 2-5. and five. They lost Aaron Rodgers. If he he can maybe make a run for that and a you know a name for himself in that race. Very interesting. And then you're talking about the Packers defense. Since I'm on the Giants as well, I was really looking at how they play, and they play slow. Bottom five in seconds mm-hmm. per play, 30.1 seconds per play. Do you what do you think about this total? It's sitting at 37 and it hasn't really moved. Yeah, I like the under in this. I don't, I, I said this from the start, even starting to handicap this game early last week. I think both these defenses, I'm just going to trust in that. Let Jordan Love maybe make some mistakes, let DeVito be DeVito, and trust in these defenses to keep that score lower. Steffi Smalls with us right now, breaking down both games on the Monday night card tonight. Of course, the Giants right now down to five and a half point underdogs at home against the red hot Green Bay Packers. Uh, And now let's uh, shift over to the other game, the high-flying Dolphins welcoming in Tennessee. 13.5-point favorites right now, Steph. Total 45. Uh, We've seen Miami just pummel these bad teams over and over again. Is this just another one of those where an overwhelmed Tennessee team gets run out of the building in South Beach? Yeah, it's hard because I have a lot of respect for Vrabel, and you can never really write him off. But you look at this Tennessee team winless in six road games, and this was kind of a stay away this game to me. I think there's a reason why Tennessee is plus 600 on the money line. So a few things I liked in this game. Otherwise, I think the expectation is that Miami does exactly what the numbers are showing us. So uh, Tyree kills receiving prop tonight. Just just real fast. It's the highest one for a wide receiver so far this year in any game. I, and it, the people are only betting it over. It was 105 and a half this morning. Now mm-hmm. up to 108 and a half with juice on the over in, in more in more spots than none. So look, I would personally I would advise to not take that number. And there's also plenty of other numbers like longest reception and even the mm-hmm. anytime touchdown. I think I'd rather have it laying almost the two dollars on that. But this is what makes this prop market so fun, Steph, where we can just get off the generic stuff and find some other stuff that has better value. Yeah, absolutely. I think his, you know, longest reception there for Tyreek is the only way I would play this. I'm staying away from it. Even, you know, this happened when Cooper Cup kind of made his run there mm-hmm. two years ago. Um, and once it gets up past, you know, what it's 105, 108, creeping a little too high for me. So I, I'm staying away from that. I, you know, not going to take the under. I can see him going over it, but I'm not, I'm not putting any money there on the over. Uh, I will say, uh, Steph and Alex, uh, right now, there's the alt receiving number that seems the best to me is 160 and a half four to one i actually wouldn't mind going over i know it's a lunacy high it's a lunacy number but it it, but it's it's tyree kill and we'll get into the yeah. mvp discussion in a second but i i all that all, money i mean why not a few bucks here why not i think that that's not not the worst long shot bet in the world Alex. well you just led right into it i want to ask steph about the mvp and Jeff just mentioned at the beginning of our show, he's got Tyreek Hill number one on his list, but I know we've got Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott pretty much the favorites at the sports book. Do you have an opinion on this? Yeah, you know, I think this is 
you know, it pains me as a Giants fan to say this. I think this is Dak's race to lose. So we'll see what happens. I know he took the front runner here. Purdy sitting behind him at plus 200. I also am on Tyreek. I think there's a strong case for him and what he's going to accomplish, usually a quarterback award. So, but right now, if I had to pick and I'm voting. I'm I'm going with Tyreek here. I had I have a ticket on him twenty to one. I think that's down to thirteen to one. But right now, probably Dax Dax uh, award to lose. Yeah, I, I can't really I can't really argue with that at, at this point. And and also too, with when we talked about the Cowboys, we're, they're in the middle of this just ridiculous stretch against high end team after high end team. They've handled the first two steps of it relatively easily. Now they go on the road to Buffalo and Miami back-to-back before returning home to play the Lions, which should honestly be a showcase game for Dak with the way Detroit's defense has looked the last month. But, I I mean, Steph, if he plays well and they beat Buffalo and lose a high-scoring game to Miami, that's that's probably your MVP favorite, even with how great, like you said, that Purdy uh, right now the favorite at some books, Dak at some other books. But I, th- I think I'm in agreement with you on Dak that if he if they win these games down the stretch, he's probably going to win this thing. And also doesn't hurt that star. That brand doesn't hurt things for Dak. No, absolutely not. And uh, I, before we let you go, Steph, I I, I, I got I to put you on the spot here because we got a month to go in the yeah. season, okay? Who's, right. who's playing in the Super Bowl two months from now? Who, who you got right hey, now? That- Right now, it's 49ers, Ravens. I'm going to stick with my preseason choice, ride it out for now. I think, again, even look at the MVP uh, runnings, I don't know that we're – I wouldn't write Lamar off quite yet. I think we're probably a week or two away from being able to do that. But I I think he's still a name to watch. So I'm going to go with 49ers, Ravens. I think we're going to have a really interesting playoff picture, though, here. Uh, The AFC playoff picture is an absolute mess right now. Uh, The NFC playoff picture, it's the three teams, and then everyone else is pretty mediocre at the moment. So uh, it's wide open. That's for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, again, I'm lower on Baltimore as well. What does it be with these AFC teams? I'm just low on all of them, obviously. Uh, but the Niners, I mean, it's undeniable right now. If they stay healthy, they will be here, uh, in Vegas. At least that's how I feel. I just don't see Dallas being able to win a road game. But I'm uh, with you, Steph. I'm, I'm on the Ravens too. Yeah. Right now, I, right now, right right now I have the McDaniel bowl. That's what I have. 49ers and Dolphins. I know. That's that's what I have at the moment. So (laughs) I have one more question for you. I know this uh, Tommy DeVito thing has been fun, and I know you have Tyrod (laughs) Taylor in case, but Daniel Jones' injury, what do you think the Giants do moving forward? Yeah, I actually am a little bit lower on the Tommy DeVito. I think that this has been a really fun story for fans, especially when, you know, you see Daniel Jones go down and Tyra goes down and then you have this guy, he's Italian, it's New York, and it's a really fun story. I think what the Giants did is find a solidified backup. That's that's cheaper than having a vet on the team. I think that Daniel Jones will get the start, but I, I do believe that the Giants are going to end up drafting a quarterback um, in this draft. It'll be interesting to see how far up the Giants draft. Yeah. Obviously, uh, it's going to depend on how the stretch run goes. Uh, if it goes well from a drafting perspective and the Giants lose out, they could easily be in the running for Caleb Williams or Drake. May win one game, and all of a sudden, things can get a little bit wonky yeah. uh, with, with that draft selection. Again, she's Steffi Smalls. Get her on the tweets at that. Steffi mm-hmm. Smalls. The Steffi Smalls Show as well. Uh, Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday on uh, on YouTube at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, noon Pacific. Steph, 
Always a pleasure. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you guys. Good luck tonight. Absolutely. Thank you, Steph. Steph. Steffi Smalls, yeah. everyone. Always, always, always love talking to her. Wanna, if you're not following her on Twitter right now, you're doing it wrong. Very, very entertaining on the timeline to see what Steph always has to say uh, on sports and, and any, really anything. Very, very funny uh, Twitter account she has. So, I, I like how realistic she was with the backup quarterback. Well, yeah. How at any moment, <laughs> we were just talking about that, and she says this is fun with Tommy DeVito, and just like Joshua Dobbs, it was fun for Minnesota. They had their little thing, and now we're kind of seeing the wheels fall off. There. So, so uh, I, Alex, I want to I want to get back into Miami and Tennessee real quick because uh, you know this, and we'll get Vinny. Vinny will be with us in ten minutes, so we'll get his the report from behind the book. But it really is just diving further into this game. It really is amazing what the, how the Dolphins' schedule has broken for them this year. With the fact that legitimately, again, advantage of having an extra home game, remember, nine in the AFC this year, where they have legitimately, we are, we, this, it is December 11th. So we have five games left for them. They legitimately have not played a good team at home all year. And part of the reason that, again, even though I right now at the moment that if you're making me pick right now that I have a Miami-San Francisco Super Bowl is if Miami gets home field, even with having to play obviously higher quality teams, I think that is a distinct advantage having to play in the humidity in January. Well, they can stay home, fast track down there at Hard Rock Stadium. That's a gigantic advantage for Miami, more so than even Baltimore has in Baltimore. Kansas City has an arrowhead, even though, in all honesty, that that might be uh, not not as not that big of an advantage as it was even two years ago now for the Chiefs. But tonight, really, I really I really do think these next two weeks, where the Jet the Jets defense is good, we know that one of the best units in the league. Last time they played the Jets, that game got really out of hand because the Jets offense couldn't do anything and. The Jets' offense actually almost produced as many points for the Dolphins as they did for the Jets that day. Um, but I am just so I so curious to see what the Dolphins now down the stretch, where this is a group that yeah they made the playoffs last year, but it's a whole different ball of wax when you're going for the number one seed. I'm just serious to, curious to see how they handle playing for a number one seed, even with these two next two opponents. I mean, look, they're a huge favorite against the Jets next week. They're double digits, not quite tonight. But they're double digits against the Jets. These are two games. If you're Miami, you win, you handle your business, you win these two games, and get set for that monster Christmas Eve matchup against Dallas. And you said it off air, Jeff. If there's a, a year for Miami to do it to Gotta get do it this to year. the Super Bowl, it has to be this year. Tyreek Hill in his prime, about to break records. This is this is the year. The Chiefs, you know, struggling. The Bills are where they are. So I agree with you. This is the year. I think they handle their business the next two weeks, and then if they can come out. One and two from those last three. Will that be good enough for a one seed? So I think Miami has to win out personally. Okay. I, I think they, well, actually, no. Oh, my math's wrong. They have to beat Baltimore. They have to beat Baltimore. That's what it comes down to. They have to go in these last five games, four and one with a win over Baltimore. Or you go just go five and oh and handle your business the rest of the way. But as we know, and we're going to see that this could potentially show up in the in the in the Philly Dallas potential tiebreak that we could end up get if, getting if they're both fourteen and three, which is realistic at this point. Philly's loss to the Jets, as ridiculous as it was when it happened, would actually hand them the division because 
they would have the better NFC record, which would mean both of those teams have had ridiculous road losses, Dallas and Philadelphia. That ridiculous loss Dallas took in week three in Arizona ends up hurting significantly more because it happened within the conference. The other two losses, of course, to Philadelphia and San Francisco, that hands the division to Philly. So losing the non-con game for Miami, not the end of the world. You don't want to do it, obviously. But if Miami's losses are to Philadelphia, two of their losses are to Philadelphia and Dallas, that's much better than losing to Buffalo Week 18. Well, now obviously Baltimore because of the head-to-head tie break that would come into play. Very interesting. So, yes, see what they can do these next five weeks. Starting tonight, but 14-point favorite. This one, I think we got it. But you never know in the NFL. And like we keep saying, this is the year for, for the Dolphins going to do it so before we bring Vinny in I just want to bring this up uh pretty mediocre college basketball slate tonight uh the best game on the board is Yale and Quinnipiac uh the Bobcats Quinnipiac actually have been hit over the last hour down from 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 nine to eight uh or eight and a half eight and a half behind us uh NBA wise it's a big card I didn't bet anything did you hop in on anything NBA wise tonight or even with the big card like we're getting back more to regular, regular season play. So it's going to get harder on a night to night basis. Right. I didn't jump in anything yet. I am. I keep looking at the Clippers. Am I crazy? I really like the Clippers now that they're starting to mesh with the, the Clip, James Harden. You want to lay, lay 13? I don't want to lay 13. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is right now. Uh, I would, again, I, now that we're out of the in season tournament, there will be very few NBA bets that I make the rest of the regular season. I just don't bet it. It's just not my thing. We'll give it a few days and see. I do like one in hockey, though. Please. I I like the Detroit Red Wings at Dallas. I took it plus one and a half at minus 145. And then a little bit on the money line because I think they can get the win here. The Red Wings really play to their competition. So they beat good teams. They won three games as underdogs against the Devils, the Boston Bruins, and Minnesota. And then the next two, they lose to San Jose and Ottawa. So now they're going to go to Dallas play to their level and this Dallas Stars team is struggling. They are 3 and 7 in their last 10, which you don't like to see. I mean, I think Ottinger uh, and them get it figured out, but right now, good time to bet against the Stars. The Star the VGK held on to that game on Saturday against the Stars, right? I think it was 6-1. Yeah, yeah not yeah. held on. I mean, it was They'd- it was it was uh it was 3-1 at the end of the first period and I'm like, "All right, if, if it doesn't if it uh if this gets close, uh, I'll come back. But uh, uh, all I will say is uh, right now with the uh, with the NHL, uh, at least on the east side, uh, the New York Rangers are really – I thought they were going to win the, the east going into the year this year. Mm-hmm. Either that or my annual, hey, Toronto's got a buster at some point, right? Yes. Which, yes, at some point in theory that will happen. But uh, But the Rangers, to me at the moment, Alex – look pretty much the part, and I know VGK is the most points in the NHL still, but the Rangers, to me, are we should be, and I know they are at least one book, should be the betting favorites to win the Cup. I really like Boston again. So, nothing wrong with that. Except for the fact that they got knocked out in the first round last year. So there is a little hesitation there, but you're right. The Rangers, they have been good for the last two or three years. Like, yeah. very good on the Eastern Conference side. So. I mean, it's it's up in the air. Any of these East the Eastern Conference is tough. Yes, 
Yes, it is. A lot of good, lot of good teams on that side. And it's funny, the Knights have the most points, and it's it's because they like to uh, freak us all out and go to overtime or have a unnecessary shootout. So five overtime losses for VGK. They've only been beaten regulation five times. It's crazy. So, uh, it's gonna be a hey, look. We're about about a quarter of the way, a little more than a quarter of the way through in the NHL season now. Thirty games for most of these teams. Uh, on the eighty on the eighty two game season. All right, when we get back, Vincenzo, Vinny Maliolo is gonna join us next, giving us the behind the book perspective of what's going on on a Monday night. Twin billing tonight. The better way to put it than a double header here on Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Sports by the Book is the show. About 20 minutes or so left for us today. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White's here, and look who joined us. Our guy, Vinny Maliola. By the way, can I tease what you told me uh, yesterday for Friday's show with Jimmy? Sure. Can I I'm, tease that? Yeah, you should tease it. On Friday, on Friday, on, the, on our Football Friday show, yes. Jimmy Vaccaro will be here, mm -hmm. and there will be a portion of a segment at least, maybe a whole segment. Could be. Could be. Maybe even a whole hour. Who knows? Could, it could snowball. On spa etiquette. That's correct. Friday, 2 to 4 Pacific time. Get, get your phone alarm set. You are not going to want to miss it. I would say that uh, given Jimmy's announcement yesterday to Chris and I that uh, he had a, you know, just some observations, some, uh, you know, going, you know, because he's quite fond of the spa. And so uh, Chris and I suggested that uh, that he come on and, and talk about 
spa etiquette Please. Pro- protocol. So that's going to happen so Friday. He, he was a little upset with what he had seen. Yeah, I think there was, you know, some folks didn't seem to know exactly okay. what to what so to do. So it's a good learning lesson. Yeah. Alan, I look, look, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy is in the top 0.1% of people that I would want to listen to on Spy Friday, you'll get the you'll opportunity. Get I can't wait. I can't wait. He'll also be in the producer's chair as well, probably again. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's. It, 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 he might need. I might, he might I be know, on the front. In, in, in all honesty, Vinny, I might just give up my my area. Let you let the three of you go ahead with it, and I'll be. The back studio there. might not be big enough. No, Friday. I mean, I might. I might just step aside for that segment. Yeah. Uh, By it, the way, I had honesty. a choice to be here or be at the uh, Devito family tailgate. Yeah, why aren't you there? Well, what's going on here? Uh, so I'm I'm hoping to you know, at least get something uh, FedExed. <laughs> the the Devito the Devito family parking lot this is from new york post sports mm-hmm. right now on twitter i'm not joking i am looking at a video right now of the mm-hmm. whole spread mm-hmm. of chicken cutlet oh. looks like some arancini as well uh you some sausage it. and peppers some big ziti the whole thing now you got me on the sausage and peppers for oh definitely today. and i'm so i'm you know and i'm gonna tell you right now the team the team, the Giants, may pass on the the, the pre uh, pre game meal and just go out to the parking lot. No, I I, I would too. I would too I mean, if I were. Why Giants. wouldn't you? Homemade, so, homemade Italian him. food. I'm in. That's Let's right. go. Let's you go gotta right love now. it. So, yes, Speaking please. of tonight, <laughs> as we uh, money showing for the Giants uh, tonight. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think either of us are too surprised by that. Vinny. No, I think uh, when when you look at the uh, the support for uh, uh, look uh, points are. Uh, premium right let's face it alex we've talked about this quite a bit and uh the thing is that um the 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 giants you know they initially took the six and a half chris opened the game six and a half last sunday night and uh, they took it and then it was went back to six and a half uh and it was at six and a half up until uh uh, last night and this morning and uh, uh they took the six and a half they took the six and now we're down to five and a half and i think we're starting to see some fives out there in the uh in the market so Support uh, uh, for uh, for the Giants tonight, and uh, not a real surprise. Total even coming up uh, at thirty-seven. I mean, it was down to uh, we opened at thirty-seven. It got down to uh, thirty-six. So uh, you know, but it, people like to give me give me my uh, my my team in over. So I think we'll have a good game here. You can't mm-hmm. discredit what Green Bay has done to no. get to this point and how Jordan Love has looked. Four straight games with multiple touchdown passes, three straight without an yeah. interception. So he has looked impressive as of late, but as you mentioned, taking the points, they're at home, they play a slower mm-hmm. tempo, so thinking they can hang in this one. Yeah. But are you impressed with Jordan Love? As of I late? am. I, I give him credit. I think, you know, overall, um, I think there's a – Lafleur's done a pretty good coaching job, things considered, um, and especially again, this is this is this shows the length of the season and the uh, you know the trials and tribulations of of the season. And now with seven with seventeen games on the schedule, there's a lot more belief by teams that, that if they get on a roll and find a rhythm, that look we're we're in the playoff discussion, and, and, and you know all, all I want is a chance to get in, right? So with seven teams. In each conference now, vying for a uh, a tournament, uh, you know, called the tournament playoff spot. Listen, anything is possible. You know, we've seen wild cards. The Giants, a great example. Speaking of wild cards that have, you know, gone on to have success and actually win the Super Bowl uh, in in years past. So, 
Uh, there's a lot more teams, and you know, off air we were talking about. Look at the AFC. Seven and six is seven and six is getting more publicity, or as much publicity as uh, you know the the top three seeds, right? Because they're alive. So well, I mean, look, the AFC playoff picture yeah. is as and and the funny part of it is, <laughs> I mean, it could even be more jumbled if yeah. if. If uh, the Raiders had found a way to win that game that set football back 40 years yesterday. Actually, almost 80. 80? Well, that was, I think, the last time it was well, yes, a 0 0 tie. I, you know what? I, I put my brain in, in, two, in, two, in 2013 instead of 2023. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I, Vinny, I, I, not to detract from the, the, the Miami game, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that is a jumbled mess of mediocrity on the AFC side right now. It's kind of hilarious that even even though Flacco reverted to the practice squad today and anyone could technically sign up for Cleveland. I don't understand I don't no understand management's right. thinking in that. Yeah. And, and Chris and I were, were talking about this before before I came on. It's mind boggling. I mean, if I were the Steelers, I'd be like, "Hey, Joe, how hey, much money do you need? What do you What do you say? I mean, right? seriously, I, if, of all right within in the, the division, like that's if I were the Steelers, yes. I'm not even thinking twice to at least I, mess around with Cleveland. Also, I don't understand. But I mean, it. Vinny, these teams six and seven and six. Yeah, Pittsburgh, I don't think they're any good. Indianapolis, I don't think they're any good. Houston, if C.J. Stroud is out for any time with that Correct. concussion he suffered yesterday, mm -hmm. they are in big trouble. Yeah, the Broncos who took full advantage of Justin Herbert getting hurt, even though Herbert was pretty terrible in that game before uh, he got hurt anyway. The Broncos controlled that game right from the beginning, no, they, actually. Yeah, I mean, other than the interception mm -hmm. right out of the gate, then as soon as the yeah. Chargers charged and got nothing having the ball at the 10-yard line, yeah. um, then you knew that game was over. Jake Browning's renaissance the last two weeks, mm -hmm. and then just lurking there, currently 11th, is the team that has been power-rated in the top seven all year in Buffalo. But, you know, you could call it mediocrity. You could call it, wow, they're this and that. But the, the bottom line is they're playing better. They're all all of them are playing, and they're, they're right there. and they're right there. <laughs> and from our perspective, that's good because they're alive. And it makes for more competitive games. You want teams playing for something. And then betters want that as well, yeah. right? So it's, it's better for the league. It's better for our business as well to have teams, uh, more teams relevant to a playoff position, and you know that that's good for business. And, and the other thing is too, not quite the same quality on the NFC side, but but alive. But, There's but life. Tampa leading a division at six and seven. The whole right? division is the Vikings, six and seven. The Vikings right? winning Except a game three Panthers. nothing. Six seven and six. Green Bay wins tonight. They're seven and six. The Rams lose a coin flip to Baltimore in overtime yesterday, six yeah. and seven. Seattle, six and seven. Atlanta, six and seven. The Saints, six and seven. And I'm going to do this despite despite the fact Ryan McCormick not being here. The Bears sitting there at five and eight, not completely dead right now no. in the NFC. Mathematically, what is there? Two teams dead? Like the, yesterday, the uh, the Carolina the Patriots Panthers and the New England Patriots are, gone, are done. Are done. Yeah. They're done. Right. And I think if Tennessee wins today, I think they're not mathematically eliminated, but they would would basically need. Everyone in the seven and six crew yeah. to lose out, and I don't, and that's not mathematically possible. Well, some of them are playing each, each other, so play each if, other in the know, next three weeks. Yeah, so I mean, look, you know, Steelers and uh, Colts will play each other on uh, uh, on Saturday this week. Don't yeah. forget, we've got, and we'll get to it, but we've got uh, got three on Saturday, a, a Thursday, three Saturday, 
and everybody else except uh, Monday night, uh, the Eagles and uh, Seahawks all, will play on Sunday. All I will say is, Vinny, you are giving a lot of credit to Easton Stick and Aiden O'Connell being an <laughs> NFL quality game on Thursday night. Hey, I, I didn't say it was a quality game. Said I said it. we have a game. <laughs> I didn't say what kind of. I didn't say what quality. But, uh, by the way, they bet the under in that game. How already, shocking! From thirty-four. Shocking. Chargers yeah. haven't scored. A, Chargers have scored one touchdown yeah. in two weeks, and the Raiders got so, shut out three nothing. So yesterday. there you go. Uh, we may set a new. Uh, we may. We seem to set a new record every week. But by, by the way, as ridiculous as it is, I actually like the Chargers to win outright on Thursday night because it would make a whole boatload of sense that Herbert gets hurt. They go on the road with Easton Oof. Stick and finally win a football game. It would make sense if something stupid like that happened. Uh, uh, regardless, the second game tonight, though. Yeah. Uh, they took the fourteen. They took the fourteen mm -hmm. uh, with Tennessee back to thirteen and a half. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you here, Vinny. I'm a little surprised this total's been banged to the under, with the way, especially with the way Miami has played against mm -hmm. these bottom feeders, where these games are high scoring because Miami just scores whatever they want to do. And we were going through it before. Miami has not has played one team that's currently over 500 at home this year. And that's the Denver Broncos, Broncos, who are not that team in Week Three. That's right. So I mean, that was the uh, that was the absolute annihilation. It was what, near, nearly, a, nearly a record, right? You, you know, I will tell you, Vinny. The funniest result possible left on the board in the NFL season is Denver going to Miami in a playoff game and beating them. Oh <laughs> that is the funniest result possible left on the board here. Again, it speaks to the uh, the length of the season and how you know how how teams can. You're never out of it after that first month. Everybody thought that the Bengals were out of it, except you, Jeff. You you said that uh, you know they they didn't they had a chance to put the Bengals uh, to sleep and they didn't. So, well, I thought I, I mean, thought Joe Burrow's injury put the Bengals to sleep, but, but boy was but I again, wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So again, look at look at what's happening for and if for as many you know quarterback, um, we'll call it. I'll be generous and call it question marks as there are. There's some really good. <laughs> There were some really good stories, right? I mean, uh, and depending on the week, uh, even Josh Dobbs, although this was not one of them. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I think tonight's uh, total's got a lot to do with Tennessee because Tennessee doesn't score uh, quite a bit. I mean, we know that the Dolphins can score. Um, I don't, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's okay. About that, is that, is that, wait a second. Is that I like a, no, is, no, that, is that a TV? Thought, is that a TV direction? If you I go like this, Alex had, I was, was, was geared up in. to say something. I, I didn't know. If I go ahead, Alex. Sorry, go ahead. Well, you, I mean, you kind of stumped me because you said the Titans don't score, but I'm on the first half over. So, okay, <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to transition, how to switch from what you just said to make sense for my bet. But they do give up points. Uh, Benny. So yes, whether they or not do. they score. And last week they yeah. started out hot against the Colts, put 17 up in that first half. Um, so yeah, I'm on 23 and a half for first half. 23 and a half. Okay. Miami is nine and two to the over in first halves this season. There you go. Good, Alex. There you go. <laughs> we already went through it. We, you, you know, we always leave you out of my pick. So <laughs> go, going to the rest of this week here, Sa you mentioned it Saturday. Mm -hmm. The first selection of bowl games also on Saturday. Right. An NFL triple header, which, I, you know, I, I gotta be honest with you here, Vinny. I'm a little surprised at how the market has played the night game on Saturday right now, which is Denver at Detroit. Betting the, uh, uh, betting betting the Lions. Lions. Yeah. I, I'm a little surprised that the market is doing that with the way that, and look, I understand that a lot of people think Denver's been a luck box during this run where they're forcing turnovers, cashing in mm -hmm. on the turnovers. Mm -hmm. I understand that argument, but you, 
watching Detroit this last month. Yeah. They especially their defense. Their their defense is terrible. Mm-hmm. And they are very fortunate that the Bears choked away that game, the first one, because they're looking at one and three in their last four, mm-hmm. with the only win being a game against New Orleans, where New Orleans just played themselves out of the game early in the they game. They did. Um, I think it would not shock me if this game continues to go up, but then we'll come back down. Yeah. Um, so sometimes there are, you know, you can call them smoke screens, Head false fakes. moves, whatever you, you, you want. Um, is it also a matter of, Hey, you know, the lions have to get things right. They've got to sort some things out too. Uh, but again, now sitting at five dead number, does it get to six perhaps? And if it does, I think, I think we're going to come down the ladder the way we went up the ladder in, uh, in this one. Speaking on the Lions mm-hmm. defense in their last five games, they've given up 17 touchdowns and only forced 15 punts. So Turnovers as well, too. Goff has really well. uh, uh, played much uh, much worse, really, than uh, than, than he had uh, previously. Yeah, and, and look, I, and, and, and Steph brought this up earlier on the show, our, our guest, Steffi Smalls. I mean, we know Goff is much better indoors. We know this. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I am a little bit worried about with, with the way the Lions have played, and look, it's funny to say it, that, hey, they're, they're in trouble when that offense before yesterday, where it was an outdoor game, and we know he's historically struggled in Chicago, Forty after the bye, 41 points, 31 points, 22 points, 33 points. Like, that's not missing a beat mm-hmm. offensively. But that defense is so bad. And, boy, that game against Dallas, Week 17, I, I already have that circled because if Dallas, let's say Dallas loses the two games against the AFC teams the next two weeks, mm-hmm. which they're the small favorite against Buffalo, right? Or excuse me, Buffalo small, is the small, small favorite yeah, right now right. against Dallas. About you would two. imagine that Miami will be a small favorite against Dallas the week after that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami plays, again, Tennessee tonight, bad team. The Jets next week, a team they should be able to handle as well. So they're not going anywhere in the power ratings. And even with a win in Buffalo, in Buffalo for Dallas, I'd still make Miami a smallest of favorites in that game uh, as well. Uh, that could be a great buy-low spot on Dallas against Detroit. And I know I'm talking three weeks from now, but that feels like, hey, Dallas looks okay, splits these games or goes 0-2, and they really put it on Detroit when they return home when we know they've been a juggernaut. They could. I mean, they've been uh, terrific at home, not just this year, but for the last couple of years. And uh, last night, listen, they answered. It was a domination. They they answered the uh, you know the the criticism right that they hadn't beaten anybody good. Well, now I would say now they finally beat somebody better because there's issues with Philadelphia too. Let's face it. I mean, you know, uh, Philadelphia's offense has sputtered the last couple of weeks. We know they've had some defensive injuries. I suspect they'll get things right. If you look at their schedule, by the way, the Eagles' schedule is very favorable. I mean, they've uh, they yes. go uh, they go to Seattle next a week from today, but then they've got three games left. They're both against two of them are against the Giants, and they're sandwiched the uh, around the Cardinals. So, um, you know, from a scheduling standpoint, too, uh, I know the uh, the Cowboys are very much aware of the difference in ske- strength of schedule between both of them. Well, and also too, as we talked about earlier in the show, if both teams win out, Philadelphia still wins the division despite being behind today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the way it would play out if they're both fourteen and three, Dallas, uh, Philadelphia's one loss against the Jets will actually push them ahead of Dallas because of a better NFC record. Yeah. See? 
tiebreakers. You only want to lose to the Jets, right, Vinny? Yeah. The, 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 the Jets will haunt you no matter what. No matter what happens, the Jets. The Cowboys somehow I mean, on that. They're gonna, they're gonna haunt. They're, they're, they'll haunt betters. They'll haunt teams. They'll haunt the fans. <laughs> they'll do it all. Um, all right, before we get out of here tonight, I, I do want to. I just do want to ask you because this is a mm-hmm. big week, obviously NFL wise. Yeah, where Dallas and Buffalo is just gigantic game. Seattle and Philly's a really good Monday night game. Baltimore Jacksonville's pretty darn good itself on the Sunday night. Uh, I and popular teams are looking. I mean, Cleveland and, and Chicago is even a really intriguing game all yeah. of a sudden too. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's some terrific games. The way this is spread out, and then you sprinkle in these bowl games, which, by the way, have become a nightmare. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm full disclosure, you know. Uh, but I think you will see so much more concentrated on the NFL because, first of all, there's no buy. Everybody's playing, okay, and it starts on Thursday. The games on Saturday are going to be extremely uh, well bet, and we've you know and. Again, we still have, it's the last weekend of the road. So there's so much business. I mean, there's great business today. And today, tonight's games are being tied already into, you know, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday next week. I would say that this Thursday night game coming up, you, you know, you, you, you go, ah, it's not a great matchup. It's not, I will tell you this, there's going to be more going to it because it's jump starting with a doubleheader tonight. So it's really going to have a lot more. A sizzle to it uh, as we get further into the week and when we get to Thursday. Well, and these two always play each other well. Oh, they do. Chargers yeah. do have yeah. um, the first win, so a little revenge for the Raiders. But mm-hmm. I don't hate what Jeff said with them winning outright somehow. But I, I will say it is the also going to be the first time that Aiden O'Connell has seen a team twice. Uh, because O'Con- and they've seen him twice. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's, no, that, that's my point. Him, the Chargers, yeah. they beat him. Because he started he and star- then Jimmy came back. Well, yeah, he started Hoyer in Chicago. And right, it's okay. not the preseason. So, yes. And Josh McDaniels ended up with a with an interminable preseason of no games anymore. As I being out as the coach, but that yeah. is it. We'll, we'll talk about it on Thursday. And I'm yeah. curious how the market plays that that game with with let's, let's be let's be real here. Two bad quarterbacks playing in a, in a primetime game, and as you said, they've already played it you in know, the way with betting. We said under. that a couple of weeks ago about you know people were saying that about Bailey Zappi. Look what well, he went Bailey, and did to Zappi, Pittsburgh Bailey, and did. Bailey Zappi. Right? It's Zappi. still an NFL team. You don't know what's going to happen. The, the, there were three points scored in the Raider game yesterday. There might be 33 points or 43 points no, look, scored look, in this again, one. I, and, and, and you're going to get a chance to determine and, that with and the total. And also, too, Vinny, before we say goodbye for today, it's the Los Angeles Chargers playing a football <laughs> game. Anything Anything's possible. is in play when and the likely. Los Angeles Chargers put the helmet on. That's right. Anything's possible. From the good to the what just happened to the wow, this is terrible. I mean, Anything is in play when the L.A. Chargers put that white helmet on. Again, scored 36 and 38 points in two home games and lost them both. Yeah. And then won a game 6 nothing. And then won a game 6 nothing. Yeah, and yeah. No it makes Wow. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Vinny, I do have to mention it before we leave. The fact that the Jet-Texan game was nothing-nothing at halftime <laughs> and found a way to go over. Over. Is one of the funniest things, unless if you had said under of the entire NFL season, <laughs> that that team put thirty on your head in order to get it over. They're making the their move, half. Jeff. They're oh, making yeah, their they're move. Again, don't let them get hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's where we're going to end here today. We're back tomorrow. Uh, actually, no, we're not because I thought it was oh. Thursday for some reason. As I was saying that, I'm not back tomorrow. But Frank Nicotero's yes, back he tomorrow. Punchlines. 
uh, with punchlines. Also, new addition uh, to the network Wednesday morning. Back again is Ralph Soraka. Race, race day, day Las Vegas. Las Vegas, early in the morning. Get everything you need to know about the day in horse racing mm -hmm. across the country with Ralph Wednesday through Sunday yep. here, 7 a.m. Pacific time, uh, right here for an hour. Of course, Frank, as always, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific time. Alex, enjoy your off day tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, you I, too. I, I will do the same uh, as well. This has been Sports by the Book. We're back Thursday, 3 o'clock Pacific time. For the uh, preview of the great Chargers and Raiders game that we get on Thursday Night Football, I'm Jeff Files, Ravini Maliul, Alex White, Jerry, and great work as always behind the glass. We'll see you again Thursday on Sports by the Book.